What's up, everyone, and welcome to Designers Who Hate Designing, a place where it's safe to bitch about the career you love and the job you hate. Because design inspiration is everywhere, but design therapy is hard to find. It's like loving your kid but wanting to leave him at the grocery store after one too many tantrums. Before you turn this podcast off because you're worried it's going to be a bitch fest, let me assure you, it totally is. But it's in the spirit of offloading what we're all thinking. The goal of this listen is not only to get real about design, but to discuss how to make certain aspects of our careers suck less. Think of us as your support group, Designers Anonymous, if you will. I'm the Goldilocks of design. I've tried every size company you can think of. I'm Tiffany. I'm the grumpiest designer of them all. I'm Kyle, and my thing pretty much is early stage startups. Warning, this episode contains strong language. So, hide your kids, hide your wives. We say fuck a lot. Yay. Nice. Yay. Okay. (laughs) Hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that alert stuff. and (laughs) Love us. Um. First of all, how long have have you guys been designing? Question. Reveal um, your age. <laughs> yeah, no, no kidding. Like I've been doing things for money. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that okay. that are considered design for a long time, mm-hmm. but yeah. I, I I would also say professionally means like you can actually make a living. Like that's. That's yeah, yeah. I guess what would you put? What's your first thing on your resume? Yeah, that's a tough one for me because, like, mm-hmm. the first my first business was an I started was in eighth grade and was a, a mobile <laughs> DJ business with my cousin. And like, we were we were banking for high school kids, like, we were pulling in thousands of dollars a month back in you know early 2000s. And Damn, like, crazy, I mean, that was that was legit, Damn. you know. And, what were you and, buying, like pogs and stuff? <laughs> I did have pogs. What did you for buy with sure. thousands of dollars? It's funny. I don't. I don't remember what, what I spent my money on. I really don't. But so, so like for me, like the resume thing's weird because like that was my first business, and then like I did a lot of freelance stuff. I started a couple of businesses in college, like e-commerce stuff, and like I was making money that way. But like I say, I it wasn't until like I graduated college. And got like a real job. Like someone said, I'm going to pay you, you know, to come and to do and, this. Yeah. And yeah. to come and do this professionally. And that had I to mean, have I been. I think all that other stuff counts. Okay. I mean, sure. Cause like in some, <laughs> some capacity, like, I mean, so like with, with the TJ business, like I was, I was designing in the fact that like, or in the sense that. Wait. So if we're going to count that, then I can count like when I had to like airbrush. Like import models, crotches for like fifty yeah. cents a photo. There you go. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. I need both of you to go update your LinkedIn's <laughs> yeah, right now right. <laughs> to make sure it reflects that. I mean, like, because like I would I would design business cards. I did our website for like 2003, which I found recently. I have to link you to that. Like, it is pretty bad, <laughs> but it's like 2003, like all over it. Um, and then you know I did a lot of freelance photography and videography work, like you know, like whether mm-hmm. it's like bridals and weddings and like portraits and all that kind of stuff like i was i was i was hustling throughout college you know to to get money and so like yeah you know i i did websites i did some logos and branding all that kind of stuff and so like you know it was like side hustle 
you know, before a side hustle was a thing. But then yeah. I, honestly, like, I don't think my real like design job that yeah. was in 2012. Mm-hmm. So that was yeah. what, 10 years ago now, which mm-hmm. is kind of wild. Um, like that was the first time someone said, I'm going to pay you every two weeks, this much money. And you're going to yeah. design stuff for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was like my first like real job, I feel like. And that was, you know, I had already graduated college. You know, I was, I forgot how old I was at that point, but I was in my yeah. mid, my mid twenties, you know, yeah. before that I was either in college or I was just like hustling. Yeah. yeah. Same for me. I mean, that was definitely my first real job, uh, doing what I imagined I would do after I graduated and had the title as a designer versus like CEO of mayan.com yeah. Yeah. you have yeah, a ceo yeah. you work for yourself you still live <laughs> yeah. at home shut the hell up i, I love all those uh, sites that are like yeah <laughs> this is the 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 mayan the agency CEO. yeah and 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 like yeah. all the verbiage is we do this and we do that no it's mine yes. sitting in the, you yeah you and your mom who is yeah. we <laughs> yeah it definitely was uh was my first i mean that's where we all met and that was our i guess i met kyle obviously in college but like that's where we all kind of started working together. But that was like definitely the first real foray, which is my favorite story because I didn't <laughs> have the actual skills to be working at that job until I actually got the job, which is super exciting. And I love, I know how much loves to hear how he hired me without knowing I didn't have any Photoshop skills. But you know what? You had, that just you had, you had the right skills, but it's true. You didn't have Photoshop skills, but you, you learned quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Mine was the I had one job prior to that was kind of my first like salaried design experience. It was a smaller design agency, but it was I learned so much in a very short ameri- uh, short period of time. Um but then but then I credit to like the first time where I had like a design team that that I had mm-hmm. to like yeah. interact with and then work together with other people. So, yeah. Same. So you, you've yeah. been working longer than all of us. Yeah. Only in a sense I had like one, one prior real job <laughs> yeah. before. I freelanced before. So, I mean, I guess that kind of counts because I was mm-hmm. ma- being paid uh, founder and CEO of my own business. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. I mean, that was such a weird time too. Cause it was like kind of, I was serendipitous in that people actually hired me for some fucking reason. I have no idea why. I was part-time at Barney's as a, just like a salesperson. I worked at the mall. Um, and then I, they, they just like closed the store. So I was kind of like forcibly, you know, I was let go or whatever laid off. Um, but I was like fun employed and it was like the most amazing time of my life. Cause I was just like, got a severance for some reason and then I could freelance and sort of just do that for the, and that was like the first taste of like designing is your job technically, if you don't count the fact that the government's also paying you (laughs) like whatever. Um, But I mean, yeah, it's, it's weird. It, It is weird to think that it's been a decade. It doesn't feel that long ago, but it also feels like forever ago at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, the fact that I skated by without actually knowing the tools I needed to know until I got there is quite remarkable in my mind. I mean, that's just, but you know, I, and I would tell students this and young people this all the time. It's like, it isn't really the technical skills that I think that get you to where you got to go. You know, if you can like, I was fucking Googling how to do stuff whenever 
door would close because his office was right behind my cubicle. I would literally wait. I'd just be like, okay, now. And then he'd close the door <laughs> and I'd fucking be like, how to make shadows and then yeah. like doing that whole thing and stuff. And he didn't know. He literally never knew. And it's so amazing. either I'm really good or he's really dumb, but like, you know, it just, I had a career after that, I guess. Um, but it really, also just like made me not feel, it made me not feel afraid to like not know stuff, you know, and like pretty much the definition of fake it till you make it, you know, just literally faking that I could do it yeah, and yeah. then learning it on the job. And eventually, you know, it became sort of second nature to me. Yeah. Cause that must've been so strange and scary coming from. I mean, you had done freelance before, but then coming from like a retail environment and then all of a sudden being in a pseudo corporate design job where you had to have like, you know, you had PMs and you had processes and you had to have something to show at the end of the week. And then and, and you had to learn terminology and lingo and then be in meetings. Like how was that? Was that like kind of scary? Like, how did you feel going from one to the other? Not really. I mean, I'm not going to toot my own horn because I definitely did not know what the fuck I was doing when I was freelancing. But I was like very, I had such like, I was so adamant about being as professional as I could be, you know, and like making sure like I had proposals down and invoices and like, you know, being really diligent about like follow up meetings and stuff like that. And so I, I didn't know what I was doing. It was and I kind of liken this to like everything like startups and careers and everything where you're kind of just like playing the part. I felt like I was just like playing the part. I was doing what I thought you had to do in this role until it eventually felt like I was actually doing that role. And even today, I mean, again, 10 years later, 10, 12 years later, I still feel like I'm like playing a role. You know, I'm like, this is what I think I should be doing. These are the expectations I feel like I should be meeting um, as somebody who's, you know, responsibilities are x y and z but but i think that's when imposter syndrome kind of comes in where you're like you know what the fuck am i actually doing and how do i navigate that and that's when the fake it till you make it sort of like energy comes up and i'm like bitch you got a job you didn't know photoshop that's all you're supposed to do you like had one job and you didn't know how to do it but you made it so yeah, there's um, that great yeah. TikTok song where it's like time to cosplay as a person that has <laughs> yeah. their shit together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's exactly the song that plays in my head. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it doesn't mean it was easy for by any means. Like I, I was very much intimidated by you, Tiffany, like when you came in, because Why? you obviously knew what the fuck you were doing. Um, you did. I mean, at least skill, skill and tool and like you just kind of came in and you started doing it and I was like oh somebody's gonna find me out (laughs) real soon but that's like Um, so that's like I mean I don't want to downplay like the skill part because I think the the foundation of that is really important but so much of it now in my later years um is is like the skill part is the part that's easy to pick up the soft Mm -hmm. skill like that's the stuff that takes years of um, like massaging and working on yourself to be able to build up. And that's yeah. the stuff that is really hard to teach. And so totally. there's so many of like, like I see like newer designers that come into the company that are just like, they, they know their stuff, but then they, you can't, you can't put them in meetings with executives because they just don't know how to t- 
talk the talk where they come off the vibe is wrong. You know, they're like either really immature, they don't know how to talk about their work. Um, and they, they just can't hold their own. And so, so that's something that like, you know, for, for anybody who's like going into either a career change or is like new in the design career, like the, the skill stuff is important, but it's almost not as important as if you know how to like, you know, storytell and if you know how to stand up for, for your designs and, and speak to it. So. Yeah. There's like some level of bullshit you gotta have just built into yeah. you yeah. to make it <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I, I also think that there's like good bullshit and bad bullshit though. So yeah. that is true. That is true. Because like bad bullshit, people can smell that right away and be like, nope, nope, not mm-hmm. you're not gonna not gonna fall for mm-hmm. that. Stanky. But mm-hmm. I also think that there's there's something about like not knowing what you don't know, like that mm-hmm. naivete, yeah. like always kind of helped helped me i feel like and yeah. and, and i think oh, like yeah, yeah. i think it's 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 harder for for i'm going to say kids these days for for people coming into the industry now or or people that are younger like the with social media and the internet like back when we started yeah. it was not as big and so like it it's a lot easier now to see what everyone else is doing which i think mm-hmm. is kind of a negative because it's like Back then, it's like I didn't really know what I didn't know, and I was just doing because like it felt right or I thought I knew. It's right. like okay, cool, and then like you kind of move on and like, um. But like nowadays, it's like man, like I see some people that are like like a nineteen year old doing shit that I'm like, oh, I could never do that. Like, yeah, like what? Yeah, the, the bar is which, way higher now. And yeah. so it's like, man, like I feel like that would make me not even want to try, you know? But yeah, but but yeah. but back when when we were coming up, it was like. I don't know. It was just like, uh, it felt like a wild West. Like go out there and do whatever, Yeah, you know, I mean, that, that's one of my talking, one of the, 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 my talking points that I wrote down was just like part of, I think the, 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 my, my personal trajectory was always just kind of like, like a lot of it has to do with like age. So it was like mm-hmm. early in my career and I had nothing but potential. So there's like kind of nothing to lose and had the, ability to be as ballsy as I could mm-hmm. because you know er- like everything was just it wasn't possible if I didn't try and so like mm-hmm. that kind of like naivete or um or just ignorance just like allowed gave me a lot of courage to like just go try everything until I found the right thing that worked right. and so like like to your point Kyle like if I s- see if I have access to like what could potentially go wrong like it's, it just feels really discouraging, you know, and it's just like, maybe I don't even want to try. Um, but if I didn't have that, then I'd be like, well, what's the worst that could happen? You just go out there and do, and then I'm afforded all these opportunities because I tried. So. Yeah. The stakes are just higher. I think as you know more and you yeah. are older and you're like kind of getting through, cause similar to like what Kyle is saying, like, you know, I teach a class and like, they're such a varying age. Some are seniors, some are freshmen, but I've had a lot of sort of the students this semester for some reason, even having met me for like legit five seconds, like reach out and like, we need to talk to you about my career. And I was like, you don't know me for nothing. Like I could give you terrible <laughs> advice, but, um, and, and they're so like fraught with just like pressure and fear. And like, they just don't know like how, you know, what to do because, because they're, they're so exposed to like everything and, and, 
They're not seeing sort of like all of the groundwork, like this person probably worked for 10 years before they got to this point, but you're comparing yourself to that. Or I had students who were like comparing themselves to engineers that are going to go work at Google. And they're like, oh, should I be making this amount of money? I'm like, uh, no, ma'am, you don't have a degree. So no, you shouldn't be. That's like apples to oranges, you know? And, and it's just like, I feel so bad for them on one hand, because I'm just like, I can't imagine having the amount of exposure and knowledge about what this career or like life could be like without, and then, and then feeling like I have to live up to that while also just being like, you're 19 years old. You yeah, were born also yesterday. learning along the way. Yeah. yeah, like you don't know shit. And like, that's cool. Like be, like live that, you know, like your goal and your, the literal only expectation anybody has of you is like show up at school or like take a shower or get dressed. Like <laughs> there's not a lot of expectations of you as a 19 year old. So you should absolutely use that to explore and take risks and do all that stuff. But like, don't put yourself in the same boat as somebody who needs to find a job right away or whatever, you know? Um, yeah, it's tough. Like it's such a weird world out there. And I think if like, as you know, a 30 something year old who still suffers from, you know, imposter syndrome or just feeling like I'm not going to ever hit that bar. I can't imagine what it's like to be a student or like an early career person who, who wants to be good, who wants to do good shit, you know? And like, they just have too much, exposure to everything that's out there with without like really knowing what's going on behind the scenes you know I mean how do you guys feel like you've experienced imposter syndrome for one and then how did you deal with it yeah I feel like I feel like I have less of it nowadays which mm-hmm. worries me a little bit because I've always kind of strived to like be the youngest person in the room dumbest person in the room whatever um so that like, I feel like I'm learning. Um, mm-hmm. and when I'm in that situation, it definitely have imposter syndrome. Like, why am I here? Like, you know, like these people are so much smarter. Um, but I, I have lately felt a little bit less of it. Um, but I used to feel it a lot more, but it's, it's also funny because like, it's, it's kind of been like a roller coaster for me. Like I'll, I'll feel that way. And be like, man, like what, like this is crazy. Like, I hope they don't find out, but then at the same time, I'm like, no, this is badass. Like, I have worked really hard for this. And, like, I know my shit. Like, I'm here for a reason. And also, sometimes, like, the people around me are just, like, they're just the, the dumbest people. I'm like, how did you get here? <laughs> yeah. You know? And so, I'm like, no, I'm good. Like, I, I don't have to worry at all. You know? The next episode is, how the fuck did you get here? Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's um, crazy. But like, how how do I deal with it? I I I think like I have to remind myself of like uh, look back, like look how much work you have put into this. Look how much how far you have come, um, and you know try not to compare yourself to to others. Like I feel like I do try to try to compare the work, not myself. If that makes sense, like mm. mm-hmm. is this work that I'm doing good? Because I look up to this person and their work, and they're doing solid work. It does it meet that bar. And if, if I keep it at that, it's less about like keeping up with the Joneses like or whatever. Like, am I doing as well as this person? Yeah. It's more about the work because that's what a driver for mm-hmm. me. Like, that's a positive thing to push me to like do better work rather than, oh, you know, I'm not I'm not as good as this person or like, so I'm just going to quit, you know. That's a, I mean, that's a really, I don't know, 
thoughtful observation though because I think that oftentimes I fall in the other category where I'm like should I be at this level and should I you know and sometimes it's like material things sometimes it's like just general yeah like personal characteristics that sort of align with like being at a certain place in your life or in your career or whatever I mean a lot of times my the inner voice will tell me it's like your my goal now is to not give a shit because I think I give too many shits. And like, it would be nice to be in that place again, where you were young and you like, didn't know any better. And you were just kind of like following sort of your own beat. Um, But, but then, you know, at the same time, you want to care enough to kind of like keep yourself sharp, you know? And like, I don't personally know how to strike that balance. That's honestly like an everyday challenge for me now. But maybe for you, Kyle, it's like it could be a good sign that you don't feel as much imposter syndrome because you give less shits. And like that's kind of a great thing, honestly. Um, yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Like that that bar or that sort of like whatever pressure or uh, that measuring stick is different for you now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've, I've always I've always it, it's hard because I've always tried to be like, you know, like, I don't care what other people think, but like I really do. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to explain, but like, I'm not afraid to like put stuff out there, but like, I want the validation of like, this is good. You know, yeah. like, I, I don't care if like it fails and people are like, oh, that's shitty. Like, okay, fine. But like, why is it shitty? And I'm going to get better. Like, I'm not worried mm-hmm. about that. I'm not scared of that, but yeah. I don't want to do shitty work. <laughs> so yeah. What about you, Tiff? Do you feel like you have imposter syndrome? I don't know if it's like imposter syndrome specifically but i do grapple with um i'm always kind of surprised at like the things that i prioritize i find that other people don't prioritize and then the things that they feel very strongly about i don't feel like is something i want to prioritize and so like that disconnect that i have with a lot of um other peers in the field my age i I have a hard time, like, am I the problem? You know, I'm always sitting there like, am, am I the odd one out? Am I thinking? Why is that, that a problem? Well, no, well, it's just like, like, so I, I don't want to go as far as like, oh, is this my character flaw? But, but then I'll try to, I'll try to isolate that and be like, okay, maybe it's like, maybe this is a skill set that I need to work on then. Or maybe this is like, um, like, like a character thing that I, I need to, to work on and develop. So it's not so much as like I don't think I ever feel like an Im, like I'm imposter um but I definitely like am very aware of like where my shortcomings are um mm-hmm. and then and then and, and then I grapple sometimes I grapple with whether or not that's something I want to work on or whether or not that's just like something like other people will have to deal with if they have a problem with it so um, yeah that sounds like a you problem <laughs> yeah like you think girl yeah. <laughs> But but I think that's what I love about you the most is that you're like you and I'll say this having known you for a decade plus is that like from the moment I met you I knew that you were like I do this I'm good at it I could give a shit about it because I could do all these other things too and and I I think that that is protected you to some degree well hasn't and hasn't protected you from (laughs) sort of like the need to feel like maybe some of the feelings that Kyle and I feel, uh, you know, versus 
some of the other sort of things that you like, I think for you, you're so diversely interested, but you're also just really good at a lot of shit. So it's hard because then you find it difficult to kind of like pick a path. Um, Yeah. Yeah, Kyle has the same problem. Kyle's like good at a bunch of shit, but he's just like, I'm going to do all of it. You know, I think it's just hard to like, like be, to feel like you are there because you have so many things to give your energy to. Yeah. And Um, that's something I'm grappling with even now is just like, I feel, I very much want to carve out my own path. um, Mm -hmm. But I still also want the, the uniform, like, validation and acknowledgement from the people in my industry. Um, But, but how much, you know, what percentage of that should I strive for? You know, I don't know. I'm trying to figure that out. Um, But, but also the idea of like conforming to like what, what everybody's idea of like a design standard is, is, is not something that I want to completely go for either. Yeah. So Like, yeah, so striking that balance has been interesting, like figuring out what is important to me and what isn't important to me is still something that I'm still grappling with. So, yeah, well, I mean, I think I feel like for you and your gut's always telling you to just say, fuck it, (laughs) just do whatever (laughs) you feel like doing that day. Right. If you feel like painting, great. If you feel like designing, great. Like, yeah, I don't know. I think that's one of the things that maybe we like an observation at least on my part is like why why do we have to feel like that's a bad thing you know to like be interested in a lot of things and i feel like if if the pandemic or just us kind of being isolated in our own situations has taught us anything is like a your job shouldn't be your entire life unless that's really really what you fucking want yeah you know, and be that the things that you surround yourself with, the things that you do to inspire yourself, the things that make you happy are the things that you should prioritize. And if it's a lot of things that you give your energy to, it's all the more, I don't know, healthy for you because then, you know, if anything were to happen to that career path or whatever, you're not lost or you're not sort of like left with, with nothing, you know, in the wake of that devastation. Like, I think if, if I, I've, I've called into question, like, what are the things that I like to do? Or like, what are, outside of design, like, is there other stuff that I should be giving my energy to? And um, so I don't, I don't think that that's like a, a terrible thing. I think we're just living in, within sort of like a weird structure that's made us think that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. To go back to the beginning, like, we started going on to this like imposter syndrome rat or you know path, but you know on the topic of like how did how did how did we get here? Um, I think I think a big part of like how of my like path, but also a lot of people's path in the world is is who you know, and mm-hmm. like yeah. in that yeah. same vein, um, uh, Tiffany, like you know like you you're saying those things about. You know, I I actually happened to go. I I grew up with. We went to middle school and high school together, so I knew it. And so, you know, I kind of had an in. You know, we I, I had my own business at the time in Houston. Um, I was doing a lot of freelance stuff. I was still hustling. You know, kind of doing that thing. Uh, I was actually I was still DJing a little bit as well, uh, and I was DJing a party and of like a person another person we knew we went to high school with and like we just like got started talking uh, like about what he was working on and like 
we just like really started like nerding out about it. And he was like, you know what? Like we, we should continue this conversation. Like, let's, you know, let's, let's, let's see where this goes. And like, it eventually turned into like me going to Austin and, and working with him. And like, that was like, you know, and I've, I, I've told him this too. I mean, like that was one of those like pivotal, 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 Pivotal moments? I, I don't know. What, what's the word? Pivotable. Uh, pi- pivotal. Pivotal, yeah. Yeah. Pivotal moments. Oh, wow. Okay, I'm done. Um, But, like, it was a big decision for me, too, to, like, like shut down everything I was doing. Like, I was dating a girl. Like, to just move. All that kind of stuff. But, like, that's one of those opportunities. And Kyle's bitch ass was like, I'm not moving. Don't worry. I'm not going to move to Austin. <laughs> and two weeks later, his ass moved away after he told me he wasn't going to move. We were working together. Uh, yeah. It, yeah, no, I mean, it was a big decision because I had to leave a lot of stuff behind. But, like, that's one of those things. It's like when you get the opportunity, that that real. I don't think that comes that often in life, right? And so yeah. Um, I think you kind of have to take it and, 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 but going back to what I was saying, like, it's kind of all who, you know, like if mm-hmm. I hadn't known him, I, I, I don't know where I would have been. Like if I, I, I'd sure I'd figure something out, but like, you know, that was one of those times when it was like, I knew somebody, this was a great opportunity. Um, and I, I want to get into some other stuff later. Like, I, I think there's, there's kind of a triangle. Uh, there's luck, there's skill, yeah. and there's there's action. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I I, I kind of want to talk about that later. But like, you, you you have to have everything else. Like you 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 can't just have the luck, yeah. which is which, which I equate to who, who you know, right? Yeah. And like where you were born, what even what 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 race, what well, what gender, yeah. all that kind of stuff, right? Like the that's, audacity. <laughs> yeah, right. And, the audacity. Uh, so all, all all that stuff's yeah. important, and so. Um, I wouldn't be where I am if you hadn't pulled me. I mean, it's the same exact thing. Like, you are the reason that I came to work at. Um, you you knew very well. I didn't know shit about DAPS or Photoshop <laughs> or any of that shit. Kyle knew he knew the truth, but he pulled me in anyway. But I, um, I knew you'd figure it out. I knew it. I so you know you were the right person. Yeah, for the job. But, but that's also the thing is like having a good support base of people who are willing to give you the opportunity and trust you. Yeah. 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 And, but I think again, one of those weird things that I feel like we all function within is that like, I don't want to say that everybody's sort of a shame is the wrong word, but like has some weird apprehension about like admitting that wherever they got is because they knew somebody, but I 99.9% of the jobs I've ever had in my whole life is because somebody that I knew or somebody that I worked with pulled me in. And the reason I'm, I have zero qualms about admitting that or having pride in that is because they saw something in me. They enjoyed me as a person. They liked working with me and they felt like I could do the job. Those are qualities that you want people to have in you, right? Like they can actually vouch for you versus even maybe the other route where it's like, you took a chance on an unknown kid. It's like, nah, I knew this bitch and she was pretty cool and I wanted to work with her and I am willingly choosing to pull her into this orbit. 100%. that, yeah, like people shouldn't be like shy about admitting, like I got this job because I knew this person. Because obviously again, they're, they're saying something about who you are or what you have to offer and with actual evidence sort of backing it up. And I think that that's, I think the other side of the coin that I feel like people don't typically like to admit often enough. Um, and I tell that, I mean, again, like I hate to bring up like students cause I'm a 
professor, but like, you know, I tell them all the time, like, there's no shame in like being like, I knew this person they pulled me in or whatever the case may be, because, you know, they, you know, if anything, it, it does sort of like say something about the impression that you made on other people. Uh, but, and I wouldn't like, I mean, I think for us too, like any and every time we've talked about a scenario where we could pull each other into the orbit, we've all made good on that. Right. Like, you know, I pulled Tiffany into some fires um, and Kyle <laughs> moved far away from us. So he couldn't, but he would, I know he would. Um, I'm just waiting for the day know, so just, that, that I'm going to come back and be like, okay, <laughs> this is happening. And this tornado comes through and yeah. 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 My Captain dream. planet. One day it will. It's just for some reason the timing isn't right yet, but it will. Gonna happen. I know. My dream will come true. I know. Well, tell us about the other things. So you have three things that you feel like makes up a yeah, uh, and I think that trifecta. I think this is kind of like I think later on, mine. You wanted us to talk about like ad- advice, to luck, like, skill, connection. Well, it's 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 really luck, skill, and action. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, luck, I put, you know, who, you know, in, in, in that bucket, uh, there's a lot of things that, that make, you know, luck important. It's like timing. Like you can have the best idea or yeah. the like coolest design, but if you're before your time or you're too late, mm-hmm. it's, it's yep. just, it never works. So like, that's really important. Um, skill obviously is really important. Um, you know, we were saying earlier, like you, you can learn skills, like, that's that's yeah. not like I, it's not like a make or break, but like you still have to have it. Like you you have to know what you're doing, or you have to know how to get people to to that know what they're doing. Yeah. And the other one is action, and that's like like actually doing, like putting in the work, right? Mm-hmm. Um. And 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 with those th- those three things, you can control two of them, right? Mm-hmm. Um. You can't necessarily control luck, you know again like where you were born who is who's your family all that kind of stuff you you don't really have that much control over it um you have a i, I guess like you have a little control over like who, who you meet right and and like who who you can go work with and build those relationships with but that's that that's that's the harder one and you know even up to this point in my career like i think i've done a really good job at at skill and action and I think I have been very lucky. I don't think I've been as lucky as like I always hoped or thought I would be, but I'm not going to say like I haven't been lucky like because I have. Yeah. Um, but I guess I'm still hoping that by putting in the work and gaining more skills that eventually like luck, the, the, yeah. the, the luck that I've been looking for will happen. And we, mm-hmm. we say this all the time in our startup, like we, we have to stay alive long enough to get lucky. And whether that's just mm-hmm. like, you know, whether, yeah. whether we, we, we get those right customers or we, we, we get that acquisition, like we just have to stay alive long enough. Right. The other thing um, that I also like to say about startups is just like, it's not a matter of if it's just a matter of when, when. and it's, a, right. and, and it's a, it's purely, there's no doubt that you will succeed, but it's a game of endurance and, and in like tenacity. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you, if you just keep at it, something will eventually happen but it's just how long yep. you have left in you to keep, keep going. Unless you are Elizabeth Holmes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and, and it just ran out of time. Like, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yep. Yep. Ran out of time. And so like, I mean, I, I feel like I'm just like, keep talking, but like, um, you know, it's funny. Cause like when we start these things, I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. And then, 
we start talking, I'm like, oh, I have, I have thoughts. Um, <laughs> you know, the going back to the, like fake it till you make it kind of thing, like this is like probably terrible advice, but like I've always like when I do things, I've always thought like somehow it'll work out. Like I'm, I'm just going to figure it out. I put in the work. I, I, I learn. Um, if I, if I mess up, I learn from my mistakes. I apply that to the next thing and just keep going forward. And at some point it's going to happen. And that's kind of how I've just kind of done everything, um, my whole career. And I would say, you know, it's worked out pretty well. Like, it's not like, Mm -hmm. again, like I, I, by this point at my age, when I was younger, like 10 years ago, I thought I would be a little bit further along than I am. Do but, uh, we have to tell everybody how old you are? I, I don't. I don't care. Like r- right now, what, no, I'm, what am I? Thirty six. Yeah. So, which is kind of wild. Like when I was like twenty five, twenty six. Like I was like, oh, by like thirty, like like which seems so far away. By like thirty, like I will have already exited like in this big thing, and I'll be fine, you know. Um, but I am twenty nine. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're, we need to start planning your 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 the dirty thirty. <laughs> but also, your goalposts change because then your priorities change as you get older it's true it's it's very true and like when you're in your 20s like you are able you have the energy you you have the time to 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 just do all that and explore and like hustle like crazy like whatever but as you get older it it does change right and so yeah uh, you're right about that definitely fake it to make it something i believe in to a degree if you're a doctor not advice. Yeah. Uh, if you're, you know, dealing with those kinds of things for sure. But, but I, but I agree with you. I think if there is, there's some, there are lessons to be learned in faking it till you make it because I think there's like this. If you have the uh, drive and sort of like intention of actually like learning and acquiring and and being better after sort of these instances of like, let me just see what I can figure out as I go. I think that's definitely a sound philosophy to have in life, to be a learner of life and to like kind of keep going and like growing and whatever, but having sort of confidence enough in yourself to know that at some point you will, like your expectations will match sort of the reality of the situation. Um, But I think that there's also like the other side of it where it's like, you're like those who just have no hope or this is not the right calling for you. And they just like (laughs) have no self-awareness. Like that's when I feel like that's when it just kind of goes the other direction, but definitely, you know, there's some amount of it that I think is healthy to have, especially in today's day and age when there are super lofty expectations of everybody as a whole about how to be successful and like what success looks like and stuff like that, that you kind of have to have some sense of, of confidence, even if you have to bolster it from fucking nothing, you know what I mean? Like you just kind of get, got to get through it to get to it. Yeah. It's not even a matter of faking it till you make it. It's more just like, like you have to try. Yeah. Yeah, Well, you just have to to try. You can't do without trying and you won't know what the full extent of what you have to do until you give it a shot. So, so, so it's more just like, Try until you get it right. And then at that point, you aren't faking it anymore. You're actually doing. Right. So so it, it's only faking it in the, in, in the first initial sessions. Yeah. In the first and then, steps. And in the first few steps. And then and then it becomes, no, you're actually doing it. So there's, it, there's no faking it involved anymore. There's this really amazing philosopher that said, do or not do, there is no try. <laughs> oh, my goodness. His name is Yoda. A little, little green guy. Do. <laughs> 
But it, it's funny so though. So many Elizabeth like, Holmes things. <laughs> I, th- I think you have to have a lot of confidence in order to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and sure. there are definitely people out there that have all the confidence and they have nothing to back it yeah. up. And you're like, you are not good, but I respect mm-hmm. that hustle, but sorry. <laughs> it's not good, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's tough too because, again, like, you know, there's – that's not something you can teach, which is – is sort of the like this other side of the soft skills, right? Like it's there's some sense of that that you you want to be able to see in people because you know what that could amount to later from a skill perspective, from like a all of the things that they can learn and gain along the way when given the opportunity to do so. But that is a tough one to just say and and like expect people to have because not everybody just has that you know built into them, and it, it comes from like a lifetime of whether they were supported or or not supported or, you know, what, what opportunities they're given or, or how they're, how they were raised or who they're surrounded by. So that's it. I mean, it's obviously not, it's much easier to just say, be confident or have some sense of confidence in yourself, but like give yourself the opportunities I think to gain confidence is really all I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. Totally. What advice though, would you give your younger self then having gone this far, you know, and knowing sort of the the path that was ahead of you now, what do you think you would have told your younger self or to just people who are younger than us listening? Because we are old. FYI. Yeah. You know, I, I wouldn't have changed anything about my process and like, you know, like, I don't want to say like throw stuff at the wall and like figure it out, but like really mm-hmm. like just, just do it. Right. Like mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't have changed that. I think the difference now that I see, you know, what, what I've done is like two things. Don't give up and don't be in a rush. Like mm-hmm. the startup hustle culture. And we talked about this, I think, in the previous episode is so much like we have to do this so quickly and, you know, you have to exit or you have to, you know, grow so much by so much time. Don't be in too much of a rush to like get there. If, if it mm-hmm. takes time. It's worth putting in the time because you're going to learn and, and and you will get better. And then the other one is don't give up. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, I've wanted to give up at, at, the, at my current startup like several times. And I've, I've talked to the team about this, you know, like between burnout and just like uncertainty, like about where we're going as a company. It's like, I can't do this anymore. But at the same time, like I think about it, like if you really think about it, like I'm like, what else am I going to do? Like, this is what I do. Like, what else would I do? I'm going to go start another company and like go through the same shit again, you know? And so like, mm-hmm. I think like Tiffany said, like, you know, eventually something will happen. Um, but you have to give yourself the, 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 the runway to do it um, and continue to put in the work and increase your craft and your skills. And it may not be the, the outcome that you had go wanted going into it, but it will be a good outcome in, in the long run. Yeah, I I echo the the take your time and and don't rush. I had a I, I was also young once and had all these aspirations and milestones that I wanted to hit by the time I turned 30. Um and hit most of them, but then now I'm kind of struggling with like now you know, like it kind of plateaued and so it was just like I didn't I didn't I didn't think any further past that. Um, and then, you know, suffering burnout at the moment. So it's really like, enjoy it, take your time um, pr- so you can prolong it. And then and, and the other thing, too, is 
Um, similarly, I wouldn't change too much, except I maybe wish I was a little bit more, um, I wish I was a little bit better about building more relationships with, with, you know, with different people at work or, um, or classmates, even in school. I was not good at that in school. I was very, um, I was very like stuck up about the people that I wanted to associate myself with in school. And so, so I felt like that closed a, that ended up backfiring in a really horrible way. And I'm very fortunate that I have you guys and I have this, this now close knit community, um, that, that I have, but, but if it weren't for that, I think I would be in pretty bad shape because I was just not very good about, you know, making friends and maintaining those friendships and those relationships early on. So, so just don't burn yeah. any bridges. Also, I think that's another Unless thing. they're assholes. Yeah. Definitely burn. There, there are some you should definitely be selective about, but I think, I think, cause you, you never know um, who, who is going to be a great ally or a great resource or a great friend later on. Um, and the industry is quite small, so you never want to just, um, you know, stir the pot too much. I think that the take your time thing is something that I've always fully, fully, fully believed in. I, yeah, I don't, I mean, I didn't have a professional design job, I think, until my late 20s, really. And then the the relationship thing to sort of back up what we were saying before, it's like, I w- I'm a shock, honestly, sometimes when I work somewhere and like people that I literally don't even remember or recall like having a deep relationship with or whatever, like somehow made an impression on them, like either professionally or just like interpersonally and how much they want to like reach out or talk or like all these things or, or like think of me whenever it's a new, they have a new opportunity. Like that has happened to me. And I'm like, I'm really glad I was nice to you or that you thought I like <laughs> had some thing good about what I was doing at the time. Cause I was, you know, that really was not on my radar. So I think that that's a huge Definitely a really huge thing to think about how you carry yourself, how you sort of, um, you know, build your sort of own persona around who you are at work and stuff. But I think the other thing, too, is like kind of aligning with what you guys were saying before about how your goalposts change. Like, I think when I was younger you know, very Capricorn of me to be like, I will be like this at this age and this at this. I had literally a Trello board for like my next 10 years, like back in 2012. That's amazing. And like a lot of the times I I like hit them, right? I was like, I'm going to have like literally down to like, I'm going to have a kid at this, this year. And I'm going to, you know, like all of that stuff. And, um, but, but I think the thing that I was lacking in that was like, sometimes it wasn't so much like, a what I would achieve, but like why I would achieve it. And I think I, if I would do anything better moving forward, or if I were to do things over as a younger person is to like, really think about the motivations behind some of those things, you know, like some of it, some of it purely is like, oh, I feel like societally, like I should probably be at this point at this age, which I think now is such bullshit, but like, but even career wise, like I, you know, would write like, I want to be a creative director at this point in my life. And like, but why? And of what? And for who? You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that I thought that far. I think I was just thinking about like this checklist in my head. And now I have a very different perspective on that because, because when it comes to the time that you do achieve those levels or you get to that place, like 
what is going to drive you to keep doing it? Like, yeah. and you know, you made that point too, Tiff. It's just kind of like, what's the purpose of being here? Um, and, and sort of like, how do you continue to grow and how do you continue to motivate yourself and how do you continue to be inspired if there isn't like a genuine intention behind it? Um, and I've, I've like found myself in those, like in, in that place a few times in the last few years where I'm just kind of like, what the fuck's the point? You know, <laughs> like this seems cool, I guess on LinkedIn, but who gives a shit about LinkedIn? Like, so I think that's what I would tell myself. And, and lately I've been trying to tell that to like students and stuff. I'm like, just think about what you want your life to be like and reverse engineer that. Like, don't even that. And that doesn't mean like what job you want, but like, what does your life look like? Do you spend a lot of time outside? Do you like, you know, have eight dogs? Like think about what it takes to get that, you know, into your, into your life and then figure out what, you know, moves you need to make based off of that. Not necessarily like I need to make this amount of money by this point and this, and, and there's nothing wrong with that, but it's so much more, you know? Yeah. I used to um, think that I would get this like metaphorical medal for getting mm-hmm. there first. And then, and then, <laughs> and then I, for certain things I got there and then I was like, Oh, no one cares. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like no not even cares. our Asian parents. Right. So surprising. So surprising how much. Yeah. People really don't care. Yeah. They don't give a uh, shit. Un- unless you're like, Unless you're on the far end of the spectrum where you're like a billionaire by the time you're 30, right? Yeah, Any, or, anything yeah. less than that, no yeah. one can. Yeah. So if you're not, right. not going to strive for that, then take your time. You know, there's <laughs> yeah. no rush. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, totally. And make sure that you are happy with it, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I learned this term recently. Um, it's like the spotlight effect. And it's just this idea and this notion that like you think that everybody's thinking about you more than they actually have and ever will think about you. You are the only one thinking about you. And I am trying to keep that in mind whenever I'm like going down like a weird spiral of like, oh shit, like, you know, this person's thinking this of me or I I should be here in my life or like, you know, nobody fucking cares. Like (laughs) nobody cares, you know? Except for me, y'all. And I I, I think about y'all all all the time. Except for Kyle. Oh, thank you, I do. I don't think about you at all. Well, that's okay. It's, you don't have to. It's fine. JK. Uh, but yeah, you get what I'm saying. It's just kind of like, you know, live, live in a way that like you're left, if you were left alone with yourself, like how happy would you be yeah. with the things and the, the things you've achieved? So um, much easier said than done. But, you know, I would love for people to give a shit what I was doing, but they don't. <laughs> oh, the other advice I would have for myself as a younger person is having mentors. Or just somebody who's further along, who you value in opinion and sort of like philosophy in life and allow them to kind of like reinforce and bolster the confidence holes that you have. Like, I think that, I mean, and they're not obviously just meant to be purely a cheerleader, but I don't think that I would be where I am if I didn't have that. I mean, you know. Kyle and I have a mutual friend who is like has always been sort of like somebody I really care about like like being proud of what I'm doing um and like other people in my life like I care very much about what you two think that I'm doing um you know or the like my colleague at work now it's like I I care very much about sort of my creative output and like what that says to you guys specifically because I respect you and I feel like you know who I am 
Um, and that is a, is enough motivation for me, um, living with the realization that nobody else in the world gives a shit what I'm doing. <laughs> yep. 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 <laughs> no, I, I think that's a really so. good thing to bring up, like f- finding a mentor and a, a, a good one too, that actually cares. <laughs> Um, right. something that I've been looking for and I have not been able to find it is, uh, a, a mentee. Like I, I want to be a mentor. Mm. Like I want to be able to like give yeah. back. I feel like I'm kind of at that point where I can give back to someone that's just starting out and yeah, I haven't found anybody that cares enough and, or, or maybe they just don't want it to be me, yeah. <laughs> which is totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I don't know if if you two know somebody that like you know would like to have yeah. a mentor. I would love to 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 help in that regard because pe- people like and and other people like that are you know at least ten years older or more have been a, a a mentor to me and and that's been really helpful. See those relationships, I find really like like interesting because I don't know what that process of like actively looking for a mentor or like seeking a mentee is like because my I consider you guys my mentors and then, or, and then just people that I've naturally like have worked with in the past that I really respect. And then they just kind of become, you know, people that I seek out advice for, but then to what, what is it like to like actively seek out strangers to be, you know, your mentors or mentees? Like, I don't know that that feels like a difficult thing because so much, so much of that also just depends on like do you jive with this person sure. are you guys aligned on a lot of your philosophies you know are your are your you know do you you know like the uh do you guys value the same things you know sometimes you know do, does social political background come into play religious background come into play you know political backgrounds political alignments like those things need to so many things need to match up for that to be a successful relationship where you mutually respect each other um, I, yeah, I'm curious about like how that, how that comes about, you know? Yeah. Well, to, to me, I think the mentor mentee relationship is very much about like your value to me in this way and, and, and hopefully me to you in the other way. And it's like, t- to me, you, I don't like you, you definitely have to get along like, like personally, but like, you don't, I don't think you have to match with everything. Because like the reason that you're a mentor is because you know this thing that I'm trying to do and I'm trying to get yeah. better at it. You can isolate. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and I think, you know, it's important to, to, to kind of set those boundaries of like, you know, this is the relationship, you know, cause like, otherwise yeah. you're like, Oh yeah. Does it then become too personal then? Right, because then right. they become a friend and not right. like in a professional. Right. Partner. Right. And I then, so that. then it's like, it's a good friend or it's even like a partner, yeah. you know, like are you, yeah. you're not trying to find your spouse here, you know? Right. Yeah. I think, I think you can separate some of that stuff. I, I feel like a lot of times if you're lucky, it happens naturally. You have um, a relationship sort of preceding that or or you've you know followed this person somehow or like have been somehow intertwined that's like an ideal situation which is what i feel like i have and what kyle has with specifically and even you know like they're older they're ahead and they're you know you you've seen their track and they've seen yours and i think when it's a different situation where like kyle's saying like you're you're honing in on something specific i think you can I don't want to say you, you don't block out the other things. Cause obviously that makes up sort of like the human you want to follow. Um, 
But it, but I think there's a little bit of compartmentalization. There's a level of investment you want to have in in that relationship with the yeah, person. Sure. I guess I'm trying to figure out what is the healthy line to draw um, when it comes to like you know personal. Re- I think the other thing too, and I remembered watching this or learning this somewhere, maybe masterclass or something. But like people talking, there, there was a comment about you know, the relationship with a mentee mentor isn't just that the mentee is asking the mentor to give you something like there needs to be an exchange. And if you're only approaching it in a way where you're like, give me, give me, you know, advice and, you know, the, the path to chart and da, 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 like that's not going to be a successful mentee mentor relationship in general. Like you you do kind of have to know how to like build something with this person, build a real relationship with them so that they want to invest their time and you know, whatever in you. And I think some, if, if, you know, depending on who they are, that can be really shallow or be really, really deep. Um, this other thing that I saw on, on, on masterclass, I was watching about uh, Elaine Welteroth, who was like the um, editor in chief of Teen Vogue for a long time. She was like the first black woman to be an editor at Condé Nast. She was saying that like, she built, like when you're thinking about your life, like no matter what it is, you're building what, what, you know, industry, whatever, um, you should build a board of advisors for yourself. Like who are the people that you yeah. care about? Mm-hmm. And I actually like nerded out and like created a deck. <laughs> I'm going to write that down. Yeah, that's, nice. um, that's amazing. I created a deck. In, in Notion? And I created a board of advisors uh, in Figma <laughs> and in Notion. Yes, Notion and in Figma. No. Um, shout out, please sponsor. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> you guys are on it like 100 percent. you oh, are yeah. on it this is on it those are the people that I, if i were doing anything in my life you are the ones that i would ask and i think just as a perspective to have like you i i don't i don't love the idea of people like i am a brand and i am a business like functioning like that's not what i'm suggesting by right, any means yeah. but thinking about yourself and how you build your life and the way that you create an inner circle and, and like who you trust in that inner circle and like all of that stuff, I think is like still really good analogy. Yeah. Um, Even as and, a concept, it's interesting because yeah, if you totally. just holding yourself accountable uh, in, in some, no matter how soft, but just, just even some way um, yeah. I think is, is interesting. Um, yeah. Sorry, Kyle, you were going to say uh, something. I just probably had a disclaimer from the lawyers. Um, if you're listening, um, <laughs> I love you, and we are friends. <laughs> that was not uh, about you specifically. Are we at the toot and boot it stage? I think so. Uh, what are we tooting and booting? Are we tooting fake it till you make it? I think so. I think that's what we have to toot yeah, and boot. Yeah, so. I think so. I got a toot. Toot, I mean, but not Elizabeth Holmes toot. That's true, but I, to a certain extent, there's there's no escaping it. Like because like you're so young, or, or like yeah. you, you don't know anything yet, you you have to fake it. You just have to. Yeah. Like you're not Dude. gonna like be like a like a stealth stealth mode startup where you're like you you work for like ten years and all of a sudden like you yeah. like you have this coming yeah. out party and it's like oh look at this amazing stuff like no like you you're just gonna take time so. It's just inevitable. Yeah. So yeah, toot. Okay, fine, toot it. Man, we we need to find some stuff that we need to boot. Nah, I like to toot. (laughs) 
I'll boot Im- imposter <laughs> syndrome. Like I wish that wasn't a thing, but oh yeah, you know. yeah, for sure, that's good for sure. Just because it, because the standards I feel like are bullshit. I think, and I I wish I'd well, come to that. No one else knows sooner. what they're doing either. No, exactly. Everybody's cosplaying. Everybody's pretending. So yep. toot, fake it till you make it. Boot imposter syndrome. Yep. Well, thanks for hanging out with us, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for hanging out with us and listening to us bitch and complain. Join us again next week for more bitching and complaining.